Welcome to Retire Coast, where we discuss all things retirement, life on the Mississippi Gulf Coast, and your financial welfare. Bill Anderson, your host, is a serial entrepreneur, having created many successful businesses and holds a real estate broker's license, speaks about personal experiences with each topic. Listen. Well, thanks again for joining us at RetireCoast.com. This is our podcast, and we talk about lots of different topics here. The one I want to talk to you about today is about July 4th. Well, everyone knows what July 4th is. That's Independence Day. If you go all the way back to 1776, some people that most of us don't even know, even by reading history books, can't remember, uh, just a group of folks out there one day decided that they were going to sign this document and send it over to the King of England and tell the King that he's got to get out of town and stay away, and we're going to form our own government here. That was pretty risky for the 58 signers of the Declaration of Independence at that time. And you know, it's interesting, there are some facts that come about. None of us were alive, of course, and none of our close relatives. We have to go all the way back, and maybe there's an anecdote here and there. But there's a lot of stories around the actual signing of the Declaration of Independence. One of the facts I find interesting is that the war for independence didn't start in 1776. Some of us know that. It started a few years earlier over in Massachusetts where there was a battle and the British were routed the first time. We had uh, suffered a lot of losses after that. I'm not going to get into all the details there. Uh, However, when the original document was finally finished after many, many drafts, that is the Declaration of Independence, it was ready and official on the 2nd of July, not the 4th. Uh, However, they decided that 4th was going to be the day when they all got together and they started signing the document. The actual notification moved out by word uh, earlier than that and probably reached the King of England about the time that all of the signatures were actually gathered. It took until sometime in August of the same year before everyone had signed because it was hard to get around back in those times, particularly since they were fighting the British during that entire period of time. So the Declaration of Independence having finally been signed and the war that went on until the 1880s uh, wasn't finished until basically the British gave up. Lord Cornwallis decided to leave and the war was over. Another interesting thing is it took 12 years from the time that the Declaration of Independence was signed and our first president, George Washington, was sworn in. And during that period of time, we had no leader. We had what's called a unicameral government, which is just one, basically one group of people. We didn't have the uh, Congress or House of Representatives and the Senate as we have today. We had just that one group. And they appointed someone to manage the gavel. And for 12 years, they stumbled along with very little authority. The states were in charge of everything, basically. And it was difficult for George Washington, as some of us know, 
to even get enough money to feed his men. Uh, we are extremely lucky with all of the tragedy that had happened during the Revolutionary War that we won that war and that those 58 men put their names on a document that could have gotten them all hanged at the time. And here we are all the way into the 2020s and many people have just forgotten what July 4th was, what Independence Day was, and the reason that we're still here is partially due, if not almost entirely due, to the dedication of men and women who put the uniform on and went out and fought the wars that needed to be fought in order for us to stay free. Now that sounds like a lot of you know just hot air talk probably to some people that live on maybe the coastal areas that don't think much about the United States or any of our history but I can tell you that you can talk to people who have come here from other countries and many of them know more about our government and our history than our young people do today. I happen to be married to a person that came from another country who appreciates this country. I have a number of family members that married people that came from other countries and those people sincerely appreciate the United States and all the sacrifices that were made before they ever got here and that's why they're here. So here we are on the 4th of July and there's nothing wrong with having a good time and having fun. That actually is part of the thing that we need to celebrate is the fact that we can actually enjoy ourselves and have fun because of the sacrifices of others. I know that I put the uniform on, my father put the uniform on, and we had relatives that were here during the Revolutionary War and the Civil War that put the uniform on. And I'm here to tell you that I wouldn't be here today if something had happened to my father, for example, or any one of those relatives along the way. They all took those risks. Some of them didn't come back. And we're here to honor all of those people today. I know we have Memorial Day for that. We also have Veterans Day for that. But really, the, the big day to honor is for all of those what we call forefathers, those people who risked their lives, their sacred honor, as they said, and their fortunes for everything to create the United States of America. Now, I've been to other parts of the world, as many people have, and there isn't any place I'd rather live than here. There are some great places to visit. I had some places in, in Spain. I love the place over there. But I wouldn't live anywhere else, or I wouldn't be a citizen of any other country in the world. There's nothing like the United States of America. So now I want to get a little bit political and talk about a young woman who went to Russia. She was a sports star, and she was arrested in Russia for having drugs or something. Uh, it doesn't make any difference. The point is that prior to her going to Russia, she was taking a knee during the national anthem playing for the sports uh, that she was playing and that irritated a lot of us. So she went over to Russia 
and we end up negotiating her release we traded a very very bad guy to get her out of a russian jail and apparently it seems that she learned a lot and she's actually made some statements to the fact she doesn't get taken knee any longer that's unfortunate that it takes this kind of thing for some people to realize how good that we have it now that doesn't mean that you have to run around in the streets and wave the flag every day it just means that you need to have respect for this country and for the people who made it possible for us to live free and for us to prosper even if you haven't prospered the fact is you could have the opportunity was there and in a lot of places around the world the opportunity does not exist so think of that just for a little bit on the 4th of July when you get up in the morning and you take a look at that nice great sunny day and you think about preparing for the barbecue going to the beach with the kids uh, that is just the beautiful part of being an American now I live on the Mississippi Gulf Coast and I love it here and people in the south are particularly patriotic let me give you a couple of other facts that are actually in an article that I've written on retirecoast.com and it talks about the best 4th of July guide. Well, there's more to it in that. I put some facts in there about Mississippi and in particular. More people from the state of Mississippi on a percentage basis lost their lives in wars since the Revolutionary War than any other state in the United States. The states that follow Mississippi are all in the South. So Southern men and women have been giving their lives for the United States in greater proportions than people in most other states in the United States. I thought that was fascinating. And you'll find that the people in Mississippi think about that. They know this, they remember and they are very patriotic in Mississippi and frankly in the South much more so than I found in California where I was living that doesn't mean that there aren't Californians that are patriotic but you will find many many more now on the Mississippi Gulf Coast where I live there are a lot of retired military here there are several military bases so we have a lot of active duty military here and they are treated with the utmost respect whenever anyone sees them in a restaurant as a matter of fact my brother often buys meals for military families he doesn't tell them who he is he just thinks that's the right thing to do and we do a lot of other things uh, he volunteers for the USO for example and I've been uh, volunteering a few times myself but you'll find on the Mississippi Gulf Coast, if you decide to stay here after you come and visit, this is a great place to live. It's a very patriotic area. You'll find a lot of American flags flying at homes and businesses all over the Mississippi Gulf Coast. And there's no apology for that. So just think about that when you have a fireworks show, which we have many of them all over the coast they're all listed in the article you can see the date and the time and the place for them if you come down and visit there are so many things to do along the Mississippi Gulf Coast we've given a checklist in the article so that you can go down and make sure you didn't miss anything while you're here 
you might need more than just a few days around the 4th of July because a lot of the activities include more than just fireworks. Some of the communities start their activities two or three or four days in advance, and there are parties and parades and lots of things that go on around the 4th of July on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. Well, thank you very much for coming to this podcast, and I hope that you go and read our blog article at retirecoast.com and that you come back and listen to some of our other podcasts. Thank you again.